your life. It matters. Your life means everything. Amen? It means everything. If you think about it, what's more important than your life? What's more important than the outcome of your life? It's, 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 and you can either win or lose in your life. Did you know that? Amen. You can either win or lose. There's actually a contest happening right now. The angels and the demons are fighting over you. Yeah. Kind of intense to think about that. There's game plans. There's stuff drawn up. They're watching film on you. They're looking at you. The Bible says that when one sinner repents, the angels in heaven rejoice. Today, we're going to see Yon be baptized. Amen. It's going to be awesome. He's like, oh yeah, I'm into this. And the angels are going to rejoice. They're watching. They're like, Glenn, hurry up with the sermon so we can start rejoicing when we see Yon baptized. Isn't that amazing that angels actually like get fired up in heaven when it comes to us? They're fans. They're watching. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, you know, they're excited. And what, what are they looking at? Your life. They're watching your life. You know, and it's more than the game of life. I remember you used to play this game, you know, the game of life. And, and I love this quote. Even when you've played the game of your life, it's the feeling of teamwork that you'll remember. You'll forget the plays, the shots, the scores, but you'll never forget your teammates. And that's what we are, amen, in the church. We're teammates. We're on the same team. We're, we're trying to get there. That's what the church is about. It's a team that we're trying to get. And our coach, amen, is even more smarter than Belichick. Even more smarter than Belichick. Wicked smart. Okay? God, he's the wisest. He's the wisest, amen? He's the wisest. Vince Lombardi Trophy or Eternal Life? Which one do you want? I want Eternal Life. You know, that thing, it gets all smudged right away. You know, you see them holding it, they're like, oh, I love it. It's all smudged. Every time you watch, it's all smudged. And yes, it's, what is that thing, by the way? It's a piece of silver, a football silver thing. I mean, they should have made it gold or platinum or put some diamonds in there, man. You know what I mean? But they just, all they did was they just made this metal thing with a little inscription of, of Vince Lombardi and, and NFL sign. And everyone goes crazy about that thing. Think about this. How much film did Brady watch to this week? Or these last two weeks? Just, just think about that for a second. He's like, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? I don't know what's going on. Maybe they just like get plugged into the matrix. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what they're doing over there, but they got a scheme. And they're always losing in the first half. And then they figure it out. I don't know what it is. I sometimes think Belichick made a deal with the devil. I, I, this is just coming out of my... I don't know what it is. You know, like, I've heard stuff like the song about the guy who made a... He made a, you know, a song, a deal with the devil. You know, I, I wonder sometimes how he pulls it out. You know what I mean? And the guy with the beard, he's just sitting there with his paper, you know, and he's doing this, and he's doing all this stuff. And the other guy, the offensive coach, he's throwing all these things. They're like, where's the ball? I don't know where to went. Where'd it go? Oh, it's over there. He passes over there. He passes over there. Oh, look at that. He's got a touchdown. <laughs> Who thinks of these plays? They are in fanatical about football. Can I get an amen? And if you're a Patriot fan, you're fired up about that. You want them to be fanatical. You're like, Belichick, I want your eyes. 
to turn bloodshot red. I want you to watch the film and go back and forth and just eat it up, brother. We love it. But how about looking into the Word of God like that? How about taking it as serious as Tom Brady? Are we that? Do we understand the stakes are higher than Tom Brady? And all that's going on there. But sometimes I think they take it more serious than we do. And that upsets me. I don't know about you, but it upsets me that, 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 that these guys care more about foosball, as Bobby Boucher's mom would say. Foosball. You know what I'm saying? Then, then the game of life, the most important part of life, eternal life. Amen? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 5. My first point is, wake up! Oh, sleeper, wake up, rise from the dead, rise from the dead. We had a uh, retreat called Rise. Remember that? Lion remembers that. She remembers me in those planning meetings. Rise, rise. Awesome. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Bible reads, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper! Rise from the dead! And Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Wow. Wake up, O sleeper. You know, we need to wake up spiritually sometimes. Amen? It's not fun to wake up. Can I get a name on that one? It's not fun. When it's, especially in the wintertime, it's nice and freezing cold. And you are underneath your covers. And I don't know what it is, but in the summertime, it's a lot easier to get out in the wintertime. The wintertime, you're nuggled in the... Hello, you know, and you got that going on. Now, the thing that's worse is when someone puts on the light bulb. And it's all flashing in your eyes. I do that to Noah every single morning. <laughs> Poor guy. Turn the lights like, and I got to dimmer, so I dim it a little bit for the guy. You know what I mean? Dim it a little bit. But, but the light, it, you know, what's the first reaction is, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that light. That's scary. That's not what I want. I want to get away from that light. I'm comfortable in my bed. And that's why we got to wake us, ourselves up. Sometimes spiritually, as Christians, he's actually speaking to the church here, amen? Yeah. Not to non-Christians. He's saying, wake up. Wake up. Become alert. Really understand how this game of life is so important. Be careful how you live, the Bible says. Be careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. You know, we need to wake up. You know, it's incredible to think about the fact that just this last semester, there was a suicide on USM's campus. And I don't want to make everyone emotional, and I don't, I don't use this lightly. I, I feel it deeply for what happened on campus. But the fact is that there's big stakes in our lives. 
in other people's lives. And our eternal life matters. It matters deeply. And there's a fight going on for people's lives spiritually. Your life is the biggest game of all. But you can be victorious, amen? You can be victorious. Wake up. We need to understand that, that sometimes I need that. You know, even as a minister, I can be like, oh, I'm going to church. You know, zombie, you know what I mean? Sing amen, amen, rejoice, amen, amen. You know, realizing the fact that really we're in the battle for souls. If you're a Christian, you're in the battle for souls. We're not just here just to be cheering. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's not the only thing we do, amen? We need to fight for people's lives. Spiritually fight for people's lives. We need to wake up. If you are still in the darkness, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. Wake up. Oh, sleeper. Wake up. Because your life is on the line. Your life is on the line. Do you know that? Your life is on the line. My life's on the line. Our lives are on the line. It's pretty intense, amen? It's more intense than Tom Brady. Then you think about... What does that have to do with anything when you think about the truth of the fact that living eternally, where are you going to live eternally? Where are we going to live eternally? Am I ready to meet him tonight? That's, those are the questions we got to think about. Yeah. we got to at least think about. And I'm here hopefully to remind you that we can think about those things and not freak out. Sometimes we don't think about that because we're like, yo, man, he talked about eternal life. I'll see you later. <laughs> Is he done talking about that? You know, we get scared. Why? Because it's scary. Change and, and light can be scary. But it's not scary when you think about the fact that God's on your side. Amen? He's on your side. This scripture is pretty powerful. It says, therefore, this is what I will do to you, Israel. And because I do this to you, Israel, prepare to meet your God. He who forms the mountains, who creates the wind, who reveals his thoughts to mankind and turns dawn to darkness and treads on the heights of the earth. The Lord God Almighty is his name. Wow. Prepare to meet your God. Are you prepared to meet your God? Are you prepared? Now, if you say yes, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you can say yes with a capital Y. You can say yes. You can say yes. I'm ready to meet him. I'm ready to meet him. Are you ready? I don't know what you're thinking right now. Oh, here it goes. Talking about salvation. No. Truth is, he's coming. Are you ready to meet him? Are you ready? Am I ready to meet him? Is there any doubt that you're ready to meet him? If there's doubt, then get those doubts figured out. You know, I don't know who's going to win the game. I'm hoping for the page. I'm hoping for the, you know, the Eagles lose. But the Eagles busted up that other team last. The Vikings are like, yeah, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. And then the Eagles were like, they just got wrecked last week, didn't they? I'm just keeping it real. I was feeling bad. You know, you saw the, they show the quarterback every time. The other team scores, you know what I mean? They scored so much, they just started showing other people, you know what I mean? It was just like, let's show the coach. Let's show other people. Dude was hurting. I was feeling bad. You know, sometimes spiritually we can feel like the Vikings. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. And then Satan comes and 
wrecks us. You know what I mean? It can feel like that. But then we got to remember, how do we keep our joy? We're prepared to meet our God. We're prepared to meet our God. We might lose some, some battles, but we're going to win the war. We might lose some, some, some situations. We might fall. You know, we might have a tough week. But we're victorious. Amen? Let's go to the next scripture here. Matthew 24 says that it speaks about the fact that about the day or hour of the Lord's coming, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will be in the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving into marriage. Up to that day, Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. The other left. Two women will be grinding in the hand mill. One will be taken. The other left. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not let his house be broken into. You also be ready. You also, church. You also, audience. Before we eat some ribs, contemplate the fact. You better be ready. And if you're not, shame on you. If you're not, shame on you. I already told you so. I'm going to tell you everything you need tonight to make sure you're ready. If you're not ready, shame on you. I told you so. If you don't take action, shame on you. I told you so. You can't say to God, I didn't tell you so. Because one day when you meet him and you're not ready... He's going to tell you that so many people told you so. One of them was me tonight. One of them was me tonight. And if you're not ready, I told you so. Because I love you. But don't forget this message. There's other messages, to be honest, you can forget. I, I really... They're not that important. Just keeping it real. Everything in God's Word is important. Some of them... You know, they're not the end of the world. You know what I mean? This one is kind of important. Imagine your day of your marriage. That'd be rough. And the flood comes. That's rough. Where are you going on a honeymoon? I don't know if we're going on a honeymoon. <laughs> that was awesome, sister. I have to say that was a great joke. But um, amen. I guess there were two couples that had a honeymoon on there. Amen. Amen. That's encouraging. I remember studying the Bible and realizing, oh man, I'm lost. I'm not right with God. They asked me the question, if you died today, where'd you go? I'd be like, I was like, why are you so quiet? You usually talk so much, Glenn. I was really disturbed. I was disturbed. I was like, wait a second. I didn't think you could know where you're going. I thought it was just this mystery. But the Bible's telling me in black and white where I'm going, and I need to get right with God as soon as possible. I remember being on a bus, going to get baptized to a fountain. It was rush hour traffic in New York City. I was going to a fountain to get baptized. And it was traffic. I, it, was like, it was like a romantic comedy, literally. I got out of the bus and started sprinting to the, to the fountain. I remember I was like, you know, they had some people that, you know, you know the lift thing? I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I just got on the other door, and I started booking it to the fountain. It was the best feeling. 
Because I was about to be saved. I was about to get baptized into Christ. I was like, I love you, God. It was like a romantic comedy. I was running, you know what I mean? To God, I was running to the, to the fountain. It was wonderful. And I got there out of breath. Feel like, then the brother was late. <laughs> I had to wait for him. But, hey, I was there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. Um, they were waiting for me for a couple weeks, so I could wait on them. But do you long for that salvation? You know, you can have it. You can have it. You know, it's really encouraging. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants us to have life to, right, the full. If you don't have eternal life, you don't have life to the full. If you're not right with God, you can't have life to the full, right? You have life to the itty-bitty, little-bitty, itty-itty-itty. Well, I don't care about this life. I mean, next life. I'm living for this life, man. I'm like, listen, how about we get both those lives together, and that makes eternity, and let's have some fun. Why are we thinking about just this little itty-bitty life when we can think about the whole life that you can have? Amen? I'm into whole, full, lots of life. In the, in the words of Queen, I want it all. <laughs> and I want it now. You can have it all with Jesus, amen? Without Jesus, you get the little itty-bitty life, and it's like stolen and destroyed and messed up. Why is this so complicated? We were talking with Jan the other day. I was like, you know what? It's really simple. God wants to give you eternal life. Just take it. It's free. He knows you're a mess. He knows I'm a mess. He'll work it all out. Yeah. Just take it. You know, it's like Christmas time. You know that's an iPad in the thing. You're like, yo, I saw that's an iPad. <laughs> and you're like waiting on opening it. I don't know if I'm worthy of this iPad. It's, a, it's, a, it's an iPad Pro. Even comes with the pencil. Am I worthy? Who cares, man? No, you're not worthy, man. You know what I mean? Like, just open it up and have some fun, man. Why are we thinking about this? In such a deep way, amen? Second point. I'm in rare form today. Victory is assured in Jesus. Can I get an amen on that one? How do we get victory with who? Jesus. Jesus. You can get victory with Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to go through some scriptures real quick here. This is recorded, so if you miss it, it's okay. 1 Corinthians 15. Awesome, awesome passage here. Just really simple passage. In verse 57, the Bible reads, Be thanks, but, but thanks to, uh, be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I love that scripture. Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. Not he might give us the victory. Not it might happen. I don't know if the page is going to win. They're down by 20. I don't know. No, I'm going to have the victory. I just got to be with Jesus. That's all I need to be with. I need to be with Jesus. You know, the word victory, I like that word. It's actually the root word, the Greek word. And now, and now my man, Heratakis, perks up. Whenever I say anything about Greek, he's like, did he say Greek? Did he say Greek? Nikao, Nikao, it means, it means victorious. That's where the word Nick comes from. That's pretty cool. What's your name? My name's Victory. My name's Nick. 
Now I know why all the Greek names basically in all the world is Nick. That's a great name. Victory. It comes from, you know, if you know anyone Greek, you know somebody's name's Nick. It's a great name because it means victory. And it's said in the Bible nine times in the New Testament. And guess what book in the New Testament, the only time victorious is used in the New Testament. Think about it. A little quiz here. Anyone know? Revelation. Ding, 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 ding. He gets the prize. Revelation. Interesting that Revelation is the book in the Bible that says victory nine times. Interesting. And it's the last book in the Bible. What did God want you to know? Well, we're going to have victory. I remember reading the book of Revelation the first time. I share this a lot. I didn't know what I was reading. You know how that is? You're reading the Bible, you're like, Yo, what's happening? You know, it's like, and then the beast said, "Gah!" You know, it's like, it's like Lord of the Rings mixed with crazy stuff happening, you know? And then the smoke came out of the abyss. You're like, ah! You know, like, it's intense. Revelation, you know? I didn't know what I was reading. I was like, what was that all about? I just do it on Patmos, and the next thing I know... There's, there's heavy dragons and crazy stuff happening. All I knew was God was going to win, and I better be on his team. I like to keep things simple, amen? Be on his team because he's going to win. That's all I know. If you're with Satan, you're going to lose. That's all I know when I read the book of Revelation. Let's go through these passages. just simply inspiring. Victories are short in Jesus, right? God wants all people to be saved. That means you, me, everybody. It was so inspiring to hear Chris today, hear Cody, hear Brianna. All of them have different backgrounds, right? And God wants all of them to be saved. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Guess what? If you're a mess, just take the gift. You'll stop being a mess. That's what happened to me. I'm still a mess, by the way. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. But I'm victorious. Because Jesus, amen? This is pretty awesome. The word nikeo, nine times in the Bible. It means to conquer, to prevail, to win in the face of obstacles, amen? That's awesome. doesn't mean being a Christian, you're not going to have obstacles. To be a victorious, to overcome. To overcome someone, vanquish, overcome. It's an awesome word, amen? First passage, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious... I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. Amen. Second one. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. The second death. Huh? What's, the, what's that second death? Someone said you die twice. You die once. Obviously, we all die in physical manner. And then you either die... In the waters of baptism, before you die physically, or you die spiritually after your physical death, we got to decide what deaths we're going to have. We can only decide one of them. The one we decide is not our physical death. We can't decide that one. But you can decide. Today, Jan's going to die. And so he cannot experience the second death. Amen? It's inspiring to think about. But those that are victorious will not experience the second death. Interesting. 
Whoever is near, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the church is the one who is victorious. I will give some of the hidden manna. Now, I love food, right? <laughs> well, you got that hidden manna? What happened? What was that about? I will also give a person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. I love secrets. God wants to reveal secrets. You know, a lot of us have questions, don't we? Why did this happen? Why did... Someday it's going to be revealed. That's inspiring. That's going to be inspiring. But some of that hidden manna that's going to keep us alive forever. To the one who's victorious and does my will to the end. That's interesting, huh? To the end. See, I like, I like doing my will, but to the end. <laughs> Got to make it to the end. Right. Tell you, Alicia just Facebooked me an encouraging message. Said, I appreciate your perseverance. I appreciate all the work you do. That was so inspiring to me. Keep on getting on your knees when you're tired. You know, I was like, wow. So encouraging. Today I got on my knees. You know, she inspired me to get on my knees, to remember, we got to make it to the end. It's not what you did tomorrow. I mean, uh, yesterday, it's what you do to the end that matters. Amen? I will give the authority over the nations. I don't quite understand that one, guys. That's kind of wild. Authority over the nations. Like, you know, Denise Barraby, I give you authority over the nations. You know, she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really nice of you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to say to that one, you know? But that's pretty awesome, right? I was just trying to get to heaven, and now you give me the nations. That's cool. All right. To the one who's victorious, uh, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of the person from the book of life. You know, once you're saved, as long as you stay faithful to Christ, your name will never get blocked out of the book of life. Can I get an amen on that amen. one? No erasers to that name, man. No erasers. I just wanted it to be stayed there, just the way it was written. Don't blot it out. But, but, and then he says, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. You know, I don't know how long going to heaven's going to be. But I picture like the football, you know, when they all come in, you know what I mean? But instead it's going to be, Dwayne Petruzzi, ah, you go into the tent, and then it's like all the angels are like, ah, you know, running around fireworks, you know, angels are like doing all these crazy things in the air, you know what I mean? I don't know, that's what I think about. And I'll just be like, ah, you know, it's going to be awesome, you know, uh, who knows? I don't know. But I hope that happens, right? To the one who's victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, New Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from God. And I'll also write on them my new name. This is crazy stuff, guys. I don't know what that's about. But you're not just going to heaven. You're just getting incredibly blessed. Incredibly blessed. To the one who is victorious, I'll give the right to sit with me on the throne. Yeah. What? You think going to Santa is fun and being on his lap? <laughs> oh, that's so cool to meet Santa. It's really awesome. What would you do on the Lord's throne? I don't even understand that. You're like, come on up here, Glenn. I'd be like, is this a trick? question. Am I going to get in trouble here? No, sit on the throne. I'm going to be like, I don't know if I want to. No, sit on the floor. Come on. It's not going to hurt you. 
You know what I'm saying? On the throne? Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. That's incredible. Being a Christian is awesome. It's awesome. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. I will be their God and they will be my children. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. Amen? We need a game plan of victory. Amen? Ending here. We need a game plan of victory. 1 John 5, 4, the first one is, you got to be born again, born of God. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who it is that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Simple, guys. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. You'll overcome the world. You'll be victorious. Be born again. What's it mean to be born again? What does it mean to be born again? There's, it can be kind of, confusing. Am I on God's team? How do I know I'm on God's team? Real simple, and this is something that you can study out with someone who brought you or just learn a little deeper. First, Acts 2. Let's go to Acts 2, guys. We're going to end in Acts 2 today. Just to make sure you know. Because I told you so, right? I told you. Okay. So, there's a lot of religion out there. Amen? Can I get an amen on that one? There's a lot of Bibles, a lot of churches, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of confusion. You know, there's, there's Catholic radio, there's this radio, there's that radio. There's a lot of radio, there's a lot of TV shows. There's only one Bible, amen? And that's the only thing that's going to really make a difference. There's one Bible that says the one way to be saved. And this is the one way to be saved. Acts 2, 36 through 30, uh, 41. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah... When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for Glenn, for all who are far off, that's us, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Did they have a choice, church? Could they be victorious if they wanted to? Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. That's a victory in God's kingdom, amen? 3,000 baptized in one day. Real simple, five steps. First, you've got to hear the word. You're doing good on that one. Give it up. You're doing, you're doing that. Right? See how easy it is? You just did the first step. Second step, believe in Jesus, both Lord and Christ. That's something you've got to study out. Do the cross study. Learn about the Lordship of Christ. Then realize that our sins put Jesus on the cross. We're cut to the heart, number three. Then we repent of all sin, meaning metanoia. We change our mind. Right? We change our mind. Repentance isn't like a negative word. It's a refreshing word. It's a word that means to change your whole outlook, your whole worldview on what this world's like doesn't mean feel bad and just try harder. It means you, you look at that party differently. I walk by that party, I'm like, oh, get down, get down, let's get to that party. I'm so excited. Then as a Christian, you're like, man, I'm glad I'm not in that party. You know, not to say all partying is wrong if you do it Christian way, man. It's fun to do that. But I'm saying the worldly way, right? We think about sin differently because it put Jesus on the cross. We change our lives because God died for us. 
And then lastly, we're baptized, immersed, to plunge in the water, baptizo, right? Did you do this the way the Bible says? See, a lot of times what I see is that as I study the Bible with people, this gets a little hairy, doesn't it? Yeah. A little hairy. Meaning, well, I said a prayer when I was seven, and then, then I got saved then, right? Well, Peter doesn't say a prayer saved us here. Well, I went to CCD. Does, does, does Peter talk about CCD here? He doesn't. Not to be down on CCD. I think it's a good thing to teach young lads, young lads, the Word of God, right? But it says you've got to repent and be baptized with belief in Jesus. Well, I got baptized, and then I changed. Well, no, you've got to repent, change, and then be baptized. Well, I don't even know why I got baptized. I think it was just like everyone was doing it that month, so I did it. Well, if you don't know what's happening in baptism, you didn't get baptized. You got wet. You know, these are the things that I had to learn myself. Because my dad grew up Jehovah's Witness, and I went to a Catholic church, and then I had uh, other people bring me to their churches. It was a little confusing for me. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what church you're in. It just matters what you follow in the Bible. Amen? So I want to encourage you to get with somebody and figure this out ASAP. Amen? How about the Christians who did this? What happens after that? 1 John 5, 1 through 10. Keep walking in the light, amen? How do we stay on the path? We've got to keep walking in the light. 1 John 5 through 10 speaks about walking in the light. You can read it on your own. But this is so important. I just want to encourage all the Christians that how do we stay victorious isn't to be perfect, amen? amen. And it isn't to mess up, amen? Because I am messed up number one. My son is still telling me, uh, uh, you're over the speed limit, Dad. Why did you run through that light? We were going to practice, Josh and I, and I got pulled over by a police officer. And I'm the coach. And there's two minutes left before practice starts. And I started praying. Please, please, God. He's like, oh, where are you heading to? I'm like, practice? You mean right there in the middle school? I'm like, Yeah. Okay, here's a warning. Just don't do that again. Get out of here. You know, this was like last week. Just kind of keep it real with you. But I'm victorious. Because I'm walking the light. I'm confessing to you guys. Keep in fellowship with you guys. And if I keep walking the light, he keeps polishing me every year, making me a little more sanctified. Amen. Amen. I think all of us can relate to that, guys. Walk in the light. The Bible says, according to 1 John, God is light. If we, have, if we claim to be in fellowship, we've got to walk in the light. If we have fellowship with one another, that's another way we can walk in the light because God's head is connected to the body. And if both of them are in the light, you've got to be in the light too. I know that was deep, but I just wanted to tell you that. Some people go, well, I don't need a church to walk in the light. Well, what, are you just carrying around a head all the time? <laughs> yeah, I got Jesus. Me, me and Jesus. I don't need no church. Well, where, the body's, where's the body at? That's a fake head. That's what that is. That's your made-up fake head that you have. Because the real head is connected to the church. And the church is connected to the knee bone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Confess our sins to one another. And... And to God, amen? First to God, then to one another. 
Guess what? If you claim you don't have sin and you don't confess, the Bible says you're a liar. You're a liar. Because we know we all know we're sinners. Who's a sinner here? Raise your hand. Who wants to be victorious? Raise your hand. Who wants to be eternal life? Raise your hand. Then you gotta do Acts 2 and 1 John. And you you there you go. The game plan is easy. It works every time. I love that. You don't have to do any funny, crazy plays. God, just, just follow this, and I'll do the rest. You know, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and purify us from all diseases. Amen? All sinful diseases, all sanctification, the blood of Jesus. He is faithful. After you do these things, just sit back, and he'll take it over from there. I love this scripture. It was really deep for me because he doesn't just purify us from all sin, but also from all unrighteousness. So it's not me sanctifying myself, it's God sanctifying me. It's amazing, guys. It's incredible. I will walk in the light. Lastly, who's, who is going to win, Satan or you? The Bible says that God will soon crush Satan under your feet. I used to think it was Jesus was going to stuff Satan. But I'm going to stuff Satan. You're going to stuff Satan. His head. That fires me up. I don't know about you, that fires me up. Think about that. You know, after all the damage she's done, I can't wait for his head to get smashed. And I say that with love. No, I don't. But I'm just saying, we need to think about the fact that we're going to be victorious. Who's going to win? Satan or God in your life? And lastly, you've got to make a move. I love this. Napoleon Hill said, Life's a game board. Time is your opponent. If procrastination, you will lose the game. Make a move to be victorious. Amen. That's amazing. You've got to make a move. You know, God says, I wish you were either hot or cold. I wish you were hot or cold. I actually wish you were hot or cold. Why are you waiting so long? Make a move. Make a move. It's important for us to make a move. Don't just let this passage just go through your ears. Make sure you guarantee victory in your life. Amen. Amen. All right, let's have Jan up here. Come on up here, Jan.